Good day, all. Welcome to another episode of Learning Bible Truth Ministries. I am the founder, host, and teacher, your one and only Dr. Kamla D., here to teach you Bible truth. Not my truth, Bible truth. Bible truth allows you to grow in faith and walk in God's amazing grace. Here we rightly divide scriptures that contain the true and living God's word. Remember to pray and ask God for understanding. Put your learning hats on. Get your Bibles. Invite family and friends. Take notes. And let's learn Bible truth. Hello, everyone. Today is Sunday, November the 5th of the year 2023. My God, this year is passing by quite fast. I am the host, founder, and teacher of Learning Bible Truth Ministries, your one and only Dr. Kamala D. Now, I know it's late. I had a busy weekend. I had a busy day today, and I was going to start my series. Yeah, I was going to surprise you guys. I'm, I'm working on a series, but um, I am tired today, and I will start my series next week. However, I will share a very powerful message by the late great Bishop Freddie Codwell Sr. It's a, a message that he taught entitled, I am the Lord that healeth thee. So I want you guys to sit back, relax, and receive this powerful message in your spirit so that you can be blessed. Together in this particular setting, if you can remember... We talked about the victory that we have in Christ Jesus. The victory that we have attained as it relates to and as a result of him being raised from the dead. I submit to you today that there are a whole lot of people in the body of Christ that sees no relativity to the resurrection of Jesus Christ in the earth realm today. In other words, there are a whole lot of folk that do not know how to apply the word of God in their daily walk. Amen. So they see Jesus actually as being a dead man. Amen. One having no power to meet the need of the hour. Amen. One having no ability to go into the workplace. One having no ability to, to uh, meet every need in life that we have. Amen. And I submit to you that we need to get on top of what the Lord has done for us Amen. as a result of him being raised from the dead. Now, I know there are a lot of sticklers and stayed neck and stiff neck folk, traditionally inclined people. When they come to the Lord's Supper, they want to hear about uh, Calvary's cross. They don't think that they're at the Lord's Supper unless you're preaching the cross. Amen. Well, friend, we're not down in the cross, but do you know the cross is empty? Amen. Huh? The cross is empty. Joseph's tomb is empty. It's time now to move to the resurrection and beyond. We need to move out into the broad aspect of life. Yeah, we preach the cross. And to them that perish is foolishness. But unto us, it is the power of God. So we preach the cross, yes. But we don't hang around the cross. The cross is the place of death. You need to move. Even Jesus ain't on the cross. You need to move from the cross to the tomb to view the event of the resurrection. And I submit to you that a dead Christ can do nothing for us. He didn't save us by his life. He saved us by his death, his burial, and his resurrection. And now we need to get on with living and walking and talking in the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. So the mystery needs to be unfolded as to what we have as a result of Jesus being put to death, of Jesus being buried in Joseph's tomb, of him being raised from the dead. And thank God for his blood that saved a wretch like me. Now I submit to you that in the death of Jesus Christ on Calvary's cross, every need that we'll ever have in this world has already been met. But the body of Christ go glibly along and don't even know it. A lot of them are sick. A lot of their minds are confused. A lot of them are on cocaine. A lot of them are selling their bodies. A lot of them on welfare. A lot of them laying up on their back to try to make a living. 
And so his death, resurrection basically goes unnoticed. Why is it that people come to the Lord's Supper with all these long, drawn-out, lay-minute songs? He ain't dead. If he was dead, how could he wake us up this morning? So we need to put the Lord's Supper in perspective. It's about his resurrection. His death, burial, resurrection. A memorial has been set here. We didn't come to mourn Jesus' death. He told them while he was alive, don't be crying for me. You weep for yourselves and your own children. He don't want our sympathy. I say he doesn't want our sympathy. He want a whole lot of living to be going on. Now in the death of Jesus on Calvary's cross, what he purchased for us, not only did he purchase salvation, he purchased financial security. He purchased healing. He purchased everything that we'll ever need. But he couldn't give it to us if he was still dead. Are we together? Now the aspect of what Jesus has done for us today that we'll be looking into is the healing aspect of what Christ has delivered unto the church and what he has done for us. In Exodus, the 15th chapter and the 26th verse. And said, if thou would diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God and will do that which is right in his sight, say in his sight. In his say that which is right, that which is right. in his sight. And will give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes. Say, keep all his statutes. I will put none of these diseases upon thee, which I have brought upon the Egyptians. For I am the Lord, for I am the Lord, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. For I am the Lord that healeth thee. For I am the Lord that healeth thee. Now God is the only healer. And he says, I am the Lord that healeth thee. Sickness is not in the will of God for the child of God. I don't care what nobody tell you about Job. Sickness is not in the will of God for the child of God. Go to 3 John 2. All these gainsayers and unbelievers are causing a lot of babies to stumble in the body of Christ and have given Job a church. Job's church is called the church of bad feelings, arthritis, rheumatism, high blood pressure, and people are holding on to this stuff. In 3 John 2, Beloved, I wish above all things, say all things, all that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospereth. Now, in this verse of scripture, we have three degrees of prosperity. And Jesus purchased every degree. Huh? I don't want to talk about being a 33rd degree. I'm talking about the three degrees. Beloved, I wish above all things, say all things. all things. In other words, John says now, above everything that I could think of right now, this is what I want for you. This is what I pray for you. That thou mayest prosper. Say prosper. prosper. That has to do with material prosperity. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Say things. things. Say houses. houses. Say lands. Land. Say cars. Say money. Money. Thank you. And be in health. This prosperity has to do with your physical well-being. Say be in health. Is the will of God for my life. To be in health is the will of God for my life. Not sickness. Not poverty. 
not disease, but health. Praise God. All right. Even as thy soul prospers. This has to do with your spirit, man, understanding the word of God. This has to do with spiritual revelation. So you have three degrees of prosperity that thou mayest prosper. Material prosperity. And be in health. Physical prosperity. Even as thy soul prospers, your spirit, man, understanding the revealed word of God. You understand that? Now that's God's will for you. To accept anything less than that, You've been deceived. Amen. Now, it doesn't mean that the devil ain't going to try to put sickness on you. Because after all, he is the devil. Amen. So he has to have something to do. Amen. How many of you have ever uh, received a package from UPS? Did you sign for it? That, and then you receive the package. You signed for it, right? All right. You do realize that you didn't have to sign for it. If you didn't sign for it, then you would not have received the package. The man would have went, got back on his truck and drove away. So by the mere fact that you signed for it means then that you took possession of that package. Is that right? A lot of believers in the body of Christ are signing for sickness, which gives the devil the right to enforce it on you. If you don't sign for it, then you won't have it. Now, it doesn't mean he's not going to try to put it on you. But what it does mean is that you don't have to accept it. You keep on speaking forth words of faith, words of life. Are we together? Okay, so then we, can we safely assess then and come to a consensus on the fact that God wants us healthy? Anything less than that is of the devil. Say of the devil. All right. Now, I am the Lord that does what? Healeth thee. Now, if he healed thee, then thou art sick. See, what brought sickness into the earth realm is when Adam disobeyed God, man got poverty-stricken because the devil reached in and took all the possessions, all the gold and everything, the devil got a hold of it. So that's why the pimps and the hustlers are riding around in these Mercedes Living in these condos. And God's people going around with holes in their shoes. Roof leaking in the house. Thinking that they're in the will of God. So when Adam fell in transgression, Satan got a hold of everything. So when we say Jesus came to set the captives free, that's more than from the bondage of sin. That's free in your mind. Free in your body. Free in your finance. Free, 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 free. But he couldn't do it if he was still dead. Okay, so he is the healer. So when, when, uh, when Adam fell by transgression, Satan got a hold of all this. And as a result of him getting a hold of uh, the, uh, the rights basically to mankind, sin entered in. And sin brought with it poverty, sickness, and disease. Now I need to tell you, a disease, what is disease? Disease is sickness in progress. Disease is sickness in progress. Okay? All right? Now, you must not accept sickness at any level. You use your faith and level against it. And speak forth the word of God in the situation. Are we together? You see, because the devil wants all of us sick, want all of us dead, want our children on drugs, want some of us on drugs, all of us if he can get us on drugs. So he's not a friend, he's an enemy. Say enemy. enemy. That's what the devil is. And everybody that's talking for him is also an enemy. Okay? Now, when, uh, when Adam fell... What came into the earth realm were the curses. The curse came. That's why people can't hardly get their bills paid and some of them not them paid because the curse is on them. They're pining away in sickness. Why? The curse is on them. And the curse will destroy you. If you don't get into the word and into the will of God, 
that curse will destroy you. All right, now, God cannot, God will not force any of us under the umbrella of his protective care. It's going to have to be your will. You're going to have to make up your mind that you're tired of being sick. You're tired of feeling like this. You're tired of being poverty stricken. You, you, you're just tired of the situation. And it's only when you get tired of the situation that you can rise up and begin to do something about the situation. But as long as you sit there thinking that you're in the will of God and the word says you're not, then you'll never get up on your feet. Are we together? Okay, so sickness is of the devil. Agree? Now go to Galatians chapter 3 and verse 13. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. In Galatians 3 and 13, I would that we would read verses 13 and 14 together. If you're there, say praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Anytime is weak. Almost like I said, turn to the third chapter of the book of Nicodemus. Somebody's still looking for it. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Okay, in Galatians 3, 13 and 14, let us read. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. All right, now watch this. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law. Now, we won't go there, but back in Deuteronomy chapter 28, the Lord talks about the blessings and he talks about the curses. Is that right? All right, now, if you will obey my voice, if you will walk according to my statutes, you will be blessed going in, you will be blessed coming out. You will be blessed in the city, you will be blessed in the field. Everything you put your hand to will be blessed if you will obey my word. If you will walk according to my word. If you do not, you will be cursed in the city. You will be cursed in the field. So the curse is out there. You know, travelers got an insurance and they use an umbrella. A red umbrella, remember? All right. Now, it can rain all it want to. You're going to get wet as much as it rains if you don't come in under the umbrella. Now, Satan is so subtle because he will have some of you think that because you're prospering, that God is pleased with your lifestyle. You think because you built yourself a new house and you're still fornicating that God is pleased. You think because you're riding in a new car and you're able to pay the note on the thing that God is pleased. You've been deceived. For we brought nothing into this world and it is certain, friend, that we shall carry nothing out of it. And a lot of you are prospering because somebody else praying for you. It ain't because you're living right. So don't you think, don't you think that because things are looking well, you're living right. You know in your heart. So the curse is still on you. And it's going to sooner or later consume you if you don't get under the umbrella protective care of God's eternal grace. Amen. It will eat you, friend. Amen. After a while, that little money you got is going to start dwindling. Amen. That little influence is going to start fading away. The prodigal had a lot, but guess what? The Lord, he didn't touch the prodigal. He just touched the circumstances. Amen. You won't tithe. You won't give God what belongs to him. Don't worry about it. Just keep on robbing him. Sooner or later, all that little stuff you got stacked up going to start tumbling down. The curse is out there. All right, now listen. Christ has redeemed us. Say redeemed us. In other words, he bought us back from the slave market of sin. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law. Well, if you've been redeemed from the curse of the law, then that means that you ain't under the curse. And the curse brought sickness. The curse brought poverty. The curse brought disease. The curse brought high blood pressure. The curse brought tuberculosis. The curse brought 
osteoarthritis, rheumatism and gout, mental illness, all of these things, even cocaine addiction is under the curse. But I am the Lord that healeth thee. Satan got you in this mess. God came to get you out. Ain't God good? All right, now Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law. How did he do it? Being made a curse for us. So on Calvary's cross, Jesus had AIDS. He had high blood pressure. He had poverty on him. He had herpes. He had syphilis. On the cross. He was made a curse for us. He who knew no sin became sin for us. So if he became all that for us, then if we accept him as our Savior, we will become a new creature in him. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a what? A new creature. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. So the curses of the Lord God was put upon his son Jesus Christ on Calvary's cross. Now there are some that, that don't believe that what I'm saying is true. That's the problem. There's a difference in believing in God and believing God. Amen. Amen. Hmm? You can believe in God, in his existence, but that won't get you where you need to come to. See, we walk by faith and not by sight, which means then that if we're going to walk by faith, we will have to take God at his word, which means we will have to believe God. So it ain't just enough to believe in God. We have to believe God. So Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. Now Christ was cursed and hung on that tree and was actually killed by Jehovah God. It was the Father, our Heavenly Father, that struck the death blow to his son Jesus. Because man can't kill God. Isaiah said he was smitten of God and afflicted. It was God that killed Jesus. What love. And then to see all of his children walking around not having their knees met. I know it has to break his heart. He said, don't you know what the cross means? Don't you know what happened out there? Don't you know what you have come into possession of? Don't you know what is rightfully yours? Don't you know that you have become a partaker of his divine nature? Don't you know that, that you have come into possession of health and wealth? But if you don't claim it, it'll never be yours by possession. Now, the blessing of Abraham, this is why he hung on the tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ. Praise God. Now, Abraham was not a poverty-stricken, raggedy person. Abraham wasn't even rich. He was very rich. Huh? Very rich. Now don't go after riches. Go after Jesus and riches will come. Amen. See, lot of y'all don't know. Y'all ain't hip. Y'all don't know what's going on. Damn a boy rent money and you think you got it made. You need to have enough if you want to buy yourself a whole uh, downtown section. To develop it, you can just write them a check. Not a faith check now. You know. But a, a for real check. All of that, all of that, all of that, all of that. Jesus took care of all that, that the blessings of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through faith in Jesus Christ. 
And we are children of God. We are sons and daughters of Abraham by faith in Jesus Christ. Amen. Now Christ bore the curse that the blessings may come. Hallelujah. You know, I just want the Lord just knock me over, Lord. Just, you know, just Amen. praise God. Just run over me, Lord. Just let your blessings just knock me down. Because that's his will for your life. All right. Now, the blessings of Abraham. We have a better covenant built on better promises. We got a better shot at it because we got a better book. Well, saints, that was a short message. That was the end of I am the Lord that healeth thee. But since it was so short, I want to play another message by Bishop Caldwell. It's entitled The Resurrection of Jesus Christ. I hope this one blesses you as well. If you have any questions about the first one, please don't hesitate to go into the Q&A and send me a question. I will clarify or either correct. I mean, this is this is it. I mean, here we go. OK, here we go now. Don't miss it. Don't miss it because Jesus Christ's resurrection and what it means to us as believers, here it is. Take us a flesh and blood. We're the children here. He, talking about Jesus, also himself likewise took part of the same. The word became flesh. God became a man in the person of Jesus. Are you listening? He himself likewise took part of the same. That through death, not at death's door, but through death. Through what? Death. Through what? Death. Through death. In other words, Jesus Christ had to go through death. He couldn't have stopped to redeem us. He could not have stopped at the crest of the hill. When they hung him on the cross, he couldn't stop by staying alive on this side. But he knew in order for us to have victory that he was going to have to get that devil. And the only way that Jesus could get that devil was to go through death. Are you listening? To go through death. All right, now, that's part of the, the, of the best shot, but that ain't the best shot. Now listen. He took part of the same. That through death, he might destroy through death he might destroy now stop right there Satan walks around as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour well Jesus came to destroy him. But yet, Peter tells us that the devil as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Well, did Jesus fail in his mission? No. But he did come to destroy him. Amen? In the lake of fire and brimstone, that would be accomplished literally. But what this scripture is saying right here, to destroy is to render powerless. To destroy is to render powerless or make that which had power of no effect. Now listen, 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 because this is where a lot of, this is where a lot of Christians are, are getting defeated and bogged down. Because the devil got you thinking that he got more power than you. And that ain't true. Jesus Christ came that he might destroy him that had the power of death. That is the devil. Now listen to this. Ooh, this is revelation knowledge. I don't know how you feel. I'm, I'm, I'm zooming. That he might destroy him that had the power of death. That is the devil, right? Is that right? Now listen. Listen to this. When Jesus was crucified, we were crucified with him. When Christ was buried, 
we were buried with him. The scripture teaches us this. When Christ was raised from the dead, we were raised with him. Now watch this. All that Satan has to hold on to is death. We have resurrection power in us. Now listen. Since we have resurrection power in us, that means then that we have gone beyond death as it relates to, are you listening? We have gone beyond death because he ever liveth and so we have eternal life in Christ Jesus. You got that? Now when we walk in the spirit, We're walking in resurrection power. Are you listening? When we walk in the spirit, we're walking in resurrection power. So, when Jesus was raised from the dead and rendered the devil's influence as, as no influence or stripped him of his power, he gave it to us. Jesus gave the power to us. He gave the power to us. See, when we say he got up with all power, that's why he gave all of us power. Because he had all power. So if you're letting the devil run loose in your life and unchecked, you ain't walking in resurrection. You ain't walking, see, to resurrect is to stand forth bodily. You who were dead, this everybody is looking for something heavy. Has he quickened? To be quickened is to be made alive. Ah, some of y'all still missed it. When you go through death, friend, ain't nothing else on the other side that can stop you. The devil don't, let me speak to you plain. The devil don't have no power over God's people except God's people get a devil power. So Satan in the life of the Christian is powerless. Because you have he quickened. You have he made alive. So actually, we are alive from the dead. Amen. So since we are alive from the dead, what can stop us? Nothing. We walk in resurrection power, which means then that the forces of darkness and hell itself don't have no power over any of us. Are you listening? Too many Christians are being defeated because they are allowing the devil to cause them to live in a way that God ain't pleased with. If you live after the flesh, you'll die. That flesh will destroy you. Ask those with AIDS. I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not I'm making light of it because they tell me by the turn of this century, something like maybe about three or four out of every five Americans will have AIDS. Not this American. Amen. Not this one. You better learn how to walk in resurrection power. You better get your head in that book and your heart in God's hand. And you better learn how to walk and talk like Jesus. You better take your rightful place as sons and daughters of God and rebuke and bind the devil and loose God's blessings in your own life. You better learn how to walk in resurrection power. Ain't no power on earth can hold us down if we walk in resurrection power. Ain't no power on earth can stop us from loving if we're just love. Ain't no power on earth can stop us from giving if we just give. 
So Jesus Christ, that he might destroy the works of the devil, that he might destroy him. And John tells us that the works of the devil has been destroyed. So since the works of the devil has been destroyed or rendered powerless, that means I must take authority in my own life. If things are going to happen for Fred, Fred is going to have to take authority in Jesus' name in order for these things to become a reality. Whether it's prosperity, whether that's healing for my body, healing for my mind, whatever it is. Because God has equipped each one of us as believers to stand in resurrection power. Now, since Satan doesn't have any power over me, he can't tell me what to do. And I sure enough ain't scared of him. Because the Lord told every believer to put on the whole armor. In myself, I'm no match for him. But see, when you put on the armor of God, you listen, did you hear what, did you, did you hear that? The armor of God. So when I put the armor on, it's God's armor, but it's on me. Which means then that when the devil come to me, he don't see me. Because I got God's armor, so the devil have to deal with God. Amen. Because it's God's armor. Now the devil don't know where the child of God is. Because we're here in Christ. Are you listening? Now get this. We are hidden. Our life is hidden. The devil can't find us. But now let me show you how some of you are being defeated. All right, we've been told that we, we're to walk in resurrection power. Ain't no power on earth can stop us if we walk according to the word of God, which is the will of God. Now listen to this. The devil does not know where a child of God is until he says something. You yeah, how quiet it is in you now? Satan doesn't even know. See, listen. Now, I want you to just travel in your imagination with me for just one moment. Say, all of us in here are thinking God's thoughts right now, okay? Our mind has stayed on him. And you hear how quiet it is? Nobody's articulating anything. Nobody's saying anything. Say, if the devil came right, and, and all of us had the armor of God on, okay? The whole armor. If Satan came right through that door and walked down this center aisle right here, he wouldn't see nothing but God all over the place. But now, say one believer says on the other side over there, I'm sick. The devil said, who said that? <laughs> see, he, he, can't, he can't see nobody but God when, when we had our armor on and speaking the word of God. We... When we speak the word of God, it's God's word. When we put on the armor of God, it's God's armor. If our mouthpiece contradicts the word, the devil says, who said that? Then he put them demons on your case to make what you said that you shouldn't have said become a reality. Word of God says, my God shall supply all your need. You sitting there with the whole arm on, the devil coming down now say, I better get out of here, I don't see nothing but God in here. And right before he get ready to depart, somebody says, I wonder how my light bill is going to get paid. What? Who said that? Do you know that when Jesus Christ 
was born, and they carried him away from Herod down into Egypt land, being just a young child. You didn't hear nothing that went on down there. Is that right? Bible doesn't tell us what happened down in Egypt. Is that right? You know why the devil couldn't find Jesus down in Egypt? Because he didn't say nothing. Thank you! Praise the Lord! Y'all better come on. I, I don't know they had church. <laughs> Praise the Lord! By our words, we'll be justified, and by our words, we'll be condemned. The devil doesn't know what's on your mind. I need to tell you that. He doesn't know what's on your mind until you open your mouth. And you speaking all that sickness on yourself, speaking all that poverty on yourself, speaking all that disease on yourself, and the devil say, no, I thought that was God over there, but now I see it ain't, so let me just jump on it with both feet and wear them out. What do you say after church? What do you say after church? After the word has been declared, what do you say? Every time your mouth opens contradicting what was taught, the devil jumped right on your case and he stays there. You know why? Because you're going to have whatsoever you say. People of God, listen. When you open your mouth to talk, it ought to be what the Lord is pleased with. It ought to be that which is going to be uplifting and edifying. So the devil does not know where we are until we say something. So that which is spoken should be good to the use of edifying. Okay, but listen, we had it somewhere. We ain't rambling. I will never ramble. So we're walking in resurrection power. But you're going to have to take your rightful place as sons and daughters of God and quit talking crazy. Okay, now listen. Jesus accomplished what he came to do. He didn't fail on his mission. But now we as believers will have to take the authority. Go to Luke 10 right quick. Luke 10. Everywhere you meet the devil, you need to cast him out. Everywhere you meet him, you need to cast him out. You need to get on his case with both feet. You need, listen, this is, you know God told us to sleep with our shoes on, don't you? Yeah. You can't put on a whole armor without the shoes. We're always supposed to be ready. Jump up in the midnight hour with them gospel shoes on, walk the floor and rebuke the devil. <laughs> Praise God. In Luke 10 and 19, get this in your spirit. Behold, I give unto you power. This is Jesus talking. To tread on serpents and scorpions. That's aliases. Those are aliases for the devil. To tread on is to do what? To walk on. Jesus Christ said, now look, I'm giving you power to walk on that devil. Behold, I give unto you power. That word power is authority. You talk to that devil like he got a tail on him. But I'm going to tell you something. Don't call him out of his name. Because then you're getting on dangerous ground. See, part of your armor laying on the ground then. Michael brought no real inaccusation against the devil. He just said, simply say them. The Lord rebuked you. That's enough. So Jesus said, now look, I'm giving you authority over that devil. 
I'm giving you authority over that devil. And I want you to walk on him. I want you to get him out of your homes. I want you to get him out of your schools, out of your churches. Wherever you meet him, I want you to bind him and cast him out. There's going to be some binding and loosening in here, not too many minutes from now. Amen? This is what you call a living sermon. It's already alive. It's going to live even more. Now listen, I give unto you power to trade on serpents and scorpions and over all, underline that, over all the ability or power of, you notice what he's called? The enemy. Not a friend. He's called a lying tongue. A gossiping tongue. A ditch digging right hand. A proud look. An arrogant attitude. Smoking cigarettes. Dipping snow. The devil is after your children, your house, your car, your bank account, money you don't have yet. He's called the enemy. And too many Christians are making the enemy their friend. Moses issued a decree. He said, now all that's on the Lord's side. Let him come to me. You need to choose sides. You need to, you need to choose sides. You, it's time now to side up. I remember when I was a kid, I used to get sides together, play basketball or football. Get a captain or two captains, then they begin to choose sides. Okay, you're on my team, I choose you. You're on my team, I choose you. You're on my team, I choose you. God today is calling... Somebody in here to make a decision. It's time for you to choose sides. It's time for you to choose sides. Jesus said that if you're not with me, if you're not for me, then you're against me. It's time to choose sides. How long hope ye between two opinions? If God be God, then worship him. And if Baal, then Baal. But it's time to choose sides. Now Jesus says, I'm giving you power over all the ability of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Go to Mark 16. Mark 16, chapter. Verse 15, And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel, the good news, the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ to every creature. Well, saints, that's the end of this second message, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That actually was part two. I couldn't find part one. And the episode I played just before that is the Lord. I am the Lord that healed thee. I taught a message on receive your healing last Saturday. I think, I think it was last Saturday or last Sunday morning. I don't remember which day. But for those of you who are listening for the first time and you want to receive healing, that is a powerful message that you can listen to. And if you follow what's being taught, what's being spoken, if you take it seriously and receive it in your heart, you can be healed. Man, I'm here to tell you, I'm a living witness that God is a healer today and he will heal those who want to be healed. And that's just the bottom line. If you don't want to be healed, God won't heal you. But if you want to be healed and you are sincere about it, he will heal you. So saints, 
Next weekend, I'm going to start a series. I don't know how long it's going to last. The name of it is The, the Importance of Having Faith. The Importance of Having Faith. And then I'm going to go on a hiatus. Oh, yes. I need a break. Teaching the word of God, it literally drains you. It drains your spirit. So we often have to refuel. Ministers of the gospel will tell you this. We have to refuel because, honey, the devil be after us, but he don't shake me. I didn't been through it all. And the key word is been through. God has brought me through a lot. So when I tell you, if you trust him, he will bring you out of whatever situation you are in. I'm telling you, that's what he will do. So until next time, saints, look, love people, live Christ, love his people, take up your cross, endure that persecution, honey, brush that dust off your shoulder and keep it moving until next time. Peace out. hope you were enlightened by this message. If you have any questions or comments about this episode, please send your comments or questions to talkingbibletruth.cd at gmail.com. And if you would like to support this podcast financially because you were blessed, you can donate from the platform you are listening on. Anchor, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Audible, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Radio Public, and more, and contribute an amount of your choice. Or you can send your seed to my cash app, dollar sign Dr. Kamala D. That's dollar sign capital D, lowercase r, capital C, lowercase a-m-a-l-e, capital D. Anything you choose to send will be greatly appreciated. Now until next time, saints, remember that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We as believers walk by faith, not by sight. I am your host, Dr. Kamala D, rightly dividing the word of truth in peace and love. Thank you for tuning in, and I hope to see you next time.